Good day to you all and welcome to the shop, the social help of positivity. I don't know what episode this is, but it doesn't matter. I mean, I'd be shocked, although people do tell me they do watch them all, so thank you for that. Thank you for your support, and thank you to everyone that comes in the shop. None more so than this wonderful person. I do introduce people as wonderful people because I've found throughout my time that most people are wonderful, unless you're pretty Patel, obviously. <laughs> but this lady here, and Barbara, is quite an extraordinary woman, and I wanted to have this conversation, partly because I'm nosy. We've had sort of conversations before, and I was really intrigued by what she is and what she does and how she does things and, you know, her history and her future, ladies and gentlemen. Barbara Beasley, how are you doing? Good morning, Ed. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. You, you know, people will be watching this Friday evening, so I just like to be a bit generic about that. Okay. Yeah? Just say Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do. And goodbye and good night. Well done, everyone. <laughs> so, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good today, thank you. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. How's business? It's looking up, yeah. yeah. I mean, we've had a pretty tough time, like everybody else. Yeah. Um, which is something we can all share. Yeah. You know, we've, we've all been through quite a dramatic time, I think. Yeah. Um, in one way or another. Um, some more than others, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, we've we've managed to keep our head just above water. Yeah. Um, because I've got a good team. Yeah. Do you want to tell people just just why not advertise what a great business you got? I love it. I, I think how you came about getting it as well and doing it. Okay. Um, well, we work in waste management um, on the training arm of waste management. Um, so de- we deliver um, what is a mandatory um, qualification um, for every manager that manages a waste site. That includes your, to use the, 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 the common term, your dump, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, household waste recycling centre is, is the correct terminology, but even I call it the dump. Um, so... Everyone who runs a waste management site has to have this mandatory qualification. And um, that's what we deliver. I have a team of great people. Um, Some have worked with us since we actually started the business, which was nearly 24 years ago. Same, yeah. Yeah, so that was when we started Can Do. Was it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, there are some coincidences yeah. between us, aren't there? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we've, yeah. we've found that in yeah. our, just in our general conversations. Yeah, yeah. That absolutely. whole Will Gorton thing was, isn't that funny? Remember, yeah. Remember that conversation about Will Gorton? Yes. Yeah, we yes. can talk about that later on, get yeah. back to what you were saying. <laughs> Good old Will, um, he's a genius. So, yes, we, um, it was, um, it came about because of the, um, the Brussels um, Environmental Protection Act, because up until then, the UK had had nothing that um, even resembled um, licensing for waste. Um, so in a sense, it, it was it was a godsend, but in another, it was it made life very difficult because they set it 
at um, a high level, which made life very, very hard for some folk. Um, and um, there was a lot of writing um, to be done. Um, and they wrote it in very, very legal language. Um, and so, to start with, it, it was hard, very hard for people. Um, and that's where I came in. Um, I'd been through further education um, as a hairdresser. Oh. Um, that's a quite a, a big leap, <laughs> isn't it? It wow. was all I ever wanted to do. Yeah. Um, so, um, I, my dad didn't want me to be a hairdresser. He said, all, all you'll ever be doing is sweeping floors and cleaning out drains and, you know, if you do an apprenticeship. Um, and they were hard in those days. Totally different to the apprenticeships now. Mm. Completely different. Um, so I, I did my, my homework and I found one of the first, very first full-time hairdressing courses. And this was in the mid-60s. Um, and I was fortunate to get a place on that. Um, and that's where I, t I really took off with education because I was hopeless at school. I didn't like school. In fact, I hated school. Um, Don't beat around the bush. <laughs> you really hate you. I hate school. But did you attend? I did. You weren't a school refuser? No. Okay, because no. we, over the years, no. worked with a few of those that kind of no. And that's no. an interesting, I get it as well, but yeah. So you, went, you still went? I still went. Yeah. Um, but reluctantly. Yeah. Um, Nothing about school you enjoyed? Not even the social aspect? No. No. Mm -hmm. didn't, didn't like it at all. Um, in any way, shape or form. Um, where was the school? Where, where were you growing up then? South East London. Yeah. Uh, Woolwich. Woolwich, yeah. Yeah. You're an Arsenal fan? Yes. Yes. As is my husband. Good time to tell you I'm a Spurs fan or not? Okay. Well, because <laughs> that's actually where they come from, isn't it? Woolwich. Yeah. Well, as they're not, North they're not a North London club at all. They're just sort of. No. Yeah, they are from no. Woolwich, Woolwich Arsenal, South South East London. Yeah. Yeah, that's why we hate them, and that they got us relegated because they came up to the league. But carry on. Well, as an aside. Yeah. Um, during yeah. the war, they used our school playground okay. as a as a practice ground. Oh. Yeah. Yep. You weren't there, obviously, but you no, you heard wasn't tell. There. No, no. Um, unless you're talking about the Falklands War, which is in the '82, <laughs> which I can understand. I can understand you being at school in '82, mm. um, <laughs> not <laughs> not '42. Great. Carry on. Sorry. So, um, yeah, I, I joined this this full time hairdressing course. Um, where I absolutely flew, um, and it taught me so much, so much, that I could transfer to many other skills. What, what, what aspect of that? What were the transferable skills that you could... Well, the biggest one for me, um, I was 
believe it or not, I was a very shy child, and I think that's part of why I didn't get on at school. Um, I had one special friend, um, and that was it. My best friend was outside of my school. She went to the grammar school, which was across the road. Um, we called them, if I'm allowed to say it, the Brown Knicker Brigade. Because oh my God, <laughs> I can only think why. Um, <coughs> because their school uniform was brown, <laughs> and ours was navy blue. <laughs> Clear that up. <laughs> yes. You can take that out. If you no, want. I, I think this is going to be the highlight of the interview, personally. <laughs> oh, for me. Oh my um, God, that is so childish. Carry on. So, um, yeah, the, the, the communication was was the biggest thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's it, isn't it? In, um, in any because in most walks of life, that's yeah. that's essentially ingredient, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and it taught me how to deal with all different types of people from all different walks of life. Um, and that stood me in good stead. Mm. Um, it was after that that I had my first, I owned my first salon. Wow. How long? How long? How long? 20. Yeah, but how, how many years is that then? Since you, when you start the apprenticeship or whatever it was to get your first summer? Oh, um, I was 16, so 20, 20. Yeah, four years. That's not bad, mm. is it? Four years? Mm. How did you afford that? Do you mind me asking? Sorry? How did you, how were you able to, do you have to lease it or that? I leased it because mm. my parents had always been in business. Um, so my dad was then a great supporter of me and he helped me with the accounts and, and that sort of thing but I just adored hairdressing mm. Mm. just adored it yeah such an interpersonal thing as well mm. it's, it's that whole, you know getting touching and yeah it's tremendously personal yeah. I mean people will tell you things they wouldn't tell their priest yeah you know? yeah um, and it has to go in and stay in until the next time. Exactly. Each one's just a little... They expect you to... And I guess when you're particularly good at it, you do have that interpersonal relationship. Yeah. You are involved in their lives. They tell you there's a certain amount of things they, they'll tell you and have that ongoing conversation. It is a lovely thing, you're right. I, I used to love it. There's um, uh, a barber in town. There's a couple but who are really good, but there was one lad... Um, we call him Loaf, but uh, Tom was absolutely Dickie's barbers up on uh, Park Lane. I used to say to him, "Can I just come here just to talk to you?" Because he, I would be in stitches. I mean, literally, because he cut me here. No, he had, was such a brilliant way with people and his conversations. He tell you his life story, the funny bits, or actually anything. So it is a special gift to be. And, and then, of course, you've got to follow it through by making people look wildly decent when they leave. Yeah. So that's two good things. Psychologically and, and physically you can make. Do you ever have, have, have any disasters? Do you ever have any hair disasters? Not you personally, but... Um, you know, when people are angry I've, or people I've are... Seen, I've seen a couple. Yeah. Um, I've had 
does and where I've had to shampoo the hair out and, and then start again. But the one that sticks in my mind, and it wasn't me, I was um, working for a guy and um, he was doing cat highlights. So you put that? on a, um, yeah. a rubber yeah, yeah, yeah. cat and, and then pull, pull the hair through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And um, I heard him ask for the peroxide to mix with the bleach. And I thought, oh, that's, that's, that sounds a bit, a bit high to me, but he'd been hairdressing for years and I'd only been for a very short time. And um, then it came to me to shampoo it off. He asked me to do that because I'd had a client cancellation. And as I started to rinse the, the bleach off, um, with the bleach came the hair. <laughs> no. Mm. How yeah. much? All of it. No. Not all oh. the hair under the cap, but all the hair he pulled through. Through, yeah, yeah. And bleached it all. It, it just fell into the basin. Oh my goodness, gracious. How'd you get over that? What? what? Oh, I did, well, I was well, horrified. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just quietly sort of did that. Um, and um, he looked horrified as well. It's still there now, picking up air. But back to the positive aspects of it, that interpersonal communication, as you say, and that you're, you're, you're quite intimately touching someone's body, aren't oh, you? Oh, yes, yeah. Um, and to this day, when someone puts their hands on my head in a, in a hairdressing salon, I can sense straight away whether they're going to be any good or not. Wow. It's, wow. it's just amazing. But um, I developed, and I have to say I developed, I did, you know, I don't know whether it's something natural that, that comes up, but um, I developed a way of sensing um, how people were the minute they walked in the salon, if they were happy, if they were mm. sad, if something had had happened that, that day or you know it and that I think came with getting to know people um, and um, I also got involved with um, when I was in the salon um, with two families who had children um, who were um, one was autistic, and it was very new then. We didn't know a great deal about autism. It had just mm. been flagged. Mm -hmm. um, and another who had cerebral palsy. Um, and I found that my girls in the salon were worried about working with them. They didn't know how to work with them um, and we just treated them like anybody else mm. you know yeah yeah that's it Chatted. individual relationship isn't yeah. it yeah. I, I, yeah and I did this by 
um, by example, really, you know, not telling them what to do, but I worked with these two young people um, and, and they watched me and, and learnt in that mm. way. But nobody taught me that. I don't know how I knew it, but somehow I, I, I seemed to be able to do that. Um, she's quite, do you mind me saying it's quite interesting that at a young age you had one special friend in school, one special friend out of school, when didn't really enjoy school, because for me school was more about the social aspect, mm. we moved around, my dad was in Iraq, so we moved around every th sort of average three years, so you had to either learn to make friends really quickly, or carry a big stick, we did both, and um, we learned to make sticks quite quickly. Sure, it is. Mm. But we'd, you kind of, even though you, you're anxious, you're nervous, whatever, there's a certain set of skills that you'd learn, body language, etc. Mm. Now, when you're, when you're a hairdresser, and a, a successful one, and I think successful hairdressers, how you want to describe yourselves, uh, barbers, whatever, have those two incredible skills, which is listening, ability to listen, and to build a relationship quite quickly because it's so important isn't it mm. you just don't because you, you don't want your head yeah. and your image and your, your, your self-respect or whatever it is self-image uh, to be left in someone who doesn't care about you when you're saying you can tell automatically if someone's going to be quite good I think when you find a good hairdresser you want to stick to them don't you because mm. of that it's kind of a, it's a but that's incredible that you didn't seem to be at a younger age unless didn't you you ended up in pubs and stuff as well, didn't you? So you've always been around people. You're yes, a people person, always. is yeah. what I'm thinking. Yeah. Is that one of your main attributes, you think? I suppose, because um, when um, my dad came home after the war, he had a friend who was able to help him find a big house to rent. And my family are on the maternal side of all Belfast Irish. And... Um, they all ended up living with us at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was surrounded by family. Um, oh, yeah, right, okay. So that's it, so you're part yeah. of a tribe anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. so you're quite confident. Yeah, yeah. 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 And my grandmother was a great talker. Um, Not like that. The Irish people being great talkers. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, um, and then because my parents were publicans, um, I wasn't ever allowed into the pub when they were open. But um, we had one pub in South West London. The um, Fim The Fimbra. Fimbra, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the Fimbra Arms. Um, I've been in there. Um, I lived there, it's so coincidental. This is the other coincidence. Yeah. All the pubs in the world. This is what was lovely, because isn't it funny you say, so I was like, what part of South London? And when it went down, and went off, I thought, wait a minute, and there's, there's a, there's a, a pub theatre, which is one of the earliest ones, it's in the Finder, but a beautiful boozer. Mm. You live there. Mm. I love that. I've thought about it since. I know I'm a bit sentimental, but I think, oh my God, you were a kid growing up in that space. Yeah. yeah. Lovely. Carry on. I've thought a little bit carried um, away there. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I didn't take to strangers well. As I said, I was quite a shy child. Mm. Um... Men scared me witless. I don't know why, because no one ever hurt me, harmed me. I just wasn't good with, with men that I didn't know. 
Um, probably a good attribute, don't you think, in a child? Particularly I, being a Yes, child. yeah. That's what I mean. I believe so. But do you not think that's connected to you also having that? Because some people describe it as an en- energy, doesn't they? Mm. So later on in life, you were a hairdresser and you could tell when someone walked in the door. It's an energy thing, isn't it? Yes. You know, it's, uh, yes. Part of it's physical, but the, the other bit's, I don't know what field of what we'd call it, auras or whatever, but there's a sense of, and particularly if you get to know them, but mm. that's interesting. So you have that from a young age, that kind of mm. looking and... and yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I must admit, when, when I, f- I first met you, for instance, yeah. I, I felt completely comfortable. Wow. Completely that's comfortable. Beautiful. Oh, bless you. No, yeah, tr- sure. truly, and yeah. I'm, I'm not flannelling you. Um, and um, so, you know, I tend to trust what's, what's in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, one thing that you said there just now about listening, um, and that is a skill in itself. Because I know so many hairdressers and have known so many hairdressers who would appear as if they're listening, but they're not actually hearing. Yeah, what's there's being a said. big difference, isn't there? There is a big difference. Massively. Yeah. And you know yeah. that by how they don't interpret what the client has asked for. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, that's something that, that I impressed on my staff and on my children. Um, So I went on, when I was 27, I then went back to the same college and taught part-time. Nice. Hairdressing. As a successful, someone who'd made it, someone who's got their own business, went back in. It's perfect, isn't it? It was like going home. They're the best type of mentors, I think. Well, it was like going home. Yeah. Because by this time I'd got both my girls and I had to try and fit in around them with school and holidays. And in those days it was it was a perfect fit. Yeah. Um, and that, I had a great mentor there. Um, I took my very first professional qualification. Wow. Wow. What was that then back in the day? It was um, the 730 which was the very first um, teacher qualification in further education. Oh, and right. I didn't think I'd be able to, to crack it because I wasn't academic. I'm a very practical person. Yeah, yeah. And if I start a task, I usually start the other end, wherever anybody else would start with the books or being taught the theory. Or, but I start with the practical mm, the practical. I know you mean. Yeah. Back to front. Yeah, yeah. And that works for me. Yeah. Um, but kinesthetic learning as well, when you kind of yes. need to see it. Yeah, I'm very much like that. Yeah. That's yeah. why I'm not very good at anything, because I can't really learn unless I see it happening. Yeah. Kind of pick up the no, I can't. I can't. I have to see that practical aspect. Yeah. I used to drive myself, my dad, potty, because um, if he gave me something like a, a he was a radio and TV engineer originally. Um, radio and TV? Yeah. What year was that then? Well, I mean, like radios, of course, but 30s was that? I mean, no, sorry, when did television become a thing? Yeah. Um, in the, uh, well, after the war, yeah. um, 
Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. The very early 50s. It's like all those bush models and whatever. Yeah. yeah. And um, he ended up in the army in the Signals Corps out in the middle in the Far East. Yeah. Which was wonderful because it gave him his first job uh-huh. with a company called Sobel. Um, which. Don't ring a bell. It doesn't exist anymore. No. It was taken over by. Um, another one of the big TV companies, yeah. but black and white. And we we always had a TV, um, and my favourite was the Flowerpot Men. Yeah, but see, I, I remember the Flowerpot Men, but obviously not when they first came out. Mm. Yeah, a blub a blub a blub. Yeah, you should have a little weed. Yeah, you see, that's why we're like we are, Rebecca. We didn't have all the things that you had. Yeah, we had black and white television. Two lads in a, in a flower pot and this girl flower. What? But it was in colour though, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's no, not the same. <laughs> the original black and white. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Parsley the Lion. What was that? Remember Parsley the Lion? No. No, not in that, in, not in Bill and Ben. What no, was no. that in? Up the this garden. What was it? Everyone out there, right in. Secret garden. I don't know. Parsley the Lion. No. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> memory lane. So I went on to get a full-time job and I took more qualifications and um, ended up with um, my B.Ed. Um, and at that point was when um, my husband took early retirement from uh, FE, further education, and um, I'd worked with someone in Canterbury College who um, I got on really well with, and he was leading a team in the new type of qualifications, which were um, being assessed on the job. So moving away from examinations mm. for people who freak at examinations. Yeah, so when I did my FA coaches, uh, yeah, youth coach badge, yeah. badges, the whole idea of going back into a classroom scenario really did us like, this is not what I, I didn't even want to be judged, I had to be, I had to do loads of writing, which, you know, relatively. Um, great instructor, um, but, now I, I know that they uh, that they do go and assess you, watching you actually coach, as opposed to you get all this theory, you get all this whatever, whatever. They give you some um, various things to practice and do with you, then come back and, and then they assess you not with young people, but with other coaches. So it's good to that was good to a degree, but um, I think I much prefer the idea that. Because people come at things differently, don't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the end of the day, you want the best person doing the thing. They know how to do it, but just because they know the theory doesn't mean to say they're good at the practical. No. no. Um, and, and so I was fortunate. Um, by this time, I'd been appointed um, in a college where I was asked to set up um, a hair and beauty sector 
Well, from front, wasn't one there before? No. Wow, wow, wow. No, so well, that's I, quite different. Well, I worked yeah. with the, the county architect with the drawings and, um, and developed um, a, a salon and a whole programme. Wow, that's something else. But that, that had come about by, you know, lots of experiences. Um, well, I suppose you've also done the course, you've become a professional, you've gone back into a teacher course. Yeah. So, yeah, not everyone could do that, though, could they? No. I mean, not, 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 not everyone could then they're in salon, to be no, fair. No, So, um, the week that we were supposed to open, um, my head of department and myself and a a couple of colleagues um, were still painting the salon on a Sunday. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, oh Real hands on. But, but, but it was good. It was good. It taught, again, it taught me so much. Um, and I have been fortunate. Whatever I've done, wherever I've been, um, has, has been a, another learning curve. Yeah. Um, and that's just been amazing. Um, and so I finished up um, at Canterbury College um, and I was working with this guy um, with the new qualifications and um, my husband wanted to set up a business um, delivering these qualifications to people who wanted to assess them. Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was a whole new concept. Spread it, out. it was a so whole new concept. Going to a different area, yeah. You know, Good. you weren't just going to be teaching it, you were also going to be having to assess it. Right. Um, so he started that up, I carried on teaching. Um, and then my friend received a phone call from a local private waste management company um, and the guy saying, we've got this new award, so I go back to what I originally said, um, and we don't understand the language, we don't understand it, can you help? Um, what year was that, do you remember? Yeah, it was 1996. So it was all those ISNO sort of, was that sort of, am I right? Yeah. The whole, all those um, regulations that you had to, yes. quite really stringent, yeah. those environmental ones, there were yeah. energy ones, yeah, like throughout industry. Yeah. yeah. Um, and during my time in the college, um, I'd been able to go on um, different steering groups um, and um, development groups um, putting together some of the qualifications, one of those being hairdressing, one being building and construction. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, I know. But but it was a, it, it enabled me to cross over the skills yeah. and take out the actual skill and apply. The words yes. in the standard yes. to the to the jobs. Yes, I get um, it. And that yeah. was a great, great experience. Mm. 
Um, Again, not everyone else would see that as an opportunity. They wouldn't be able to do it, wouldn't understand, and they disrespect to anyone. It's one of them. You, you have the ability to be able to... You know what I mean? People get caught in their own comfort zones. Mm. A lot of us do, don't we? And you just think, what? What's this got to do with that? It's like, no, no, no. You can see there's a there's, there's transferable skills. What are the commonalities between each yeah, of these things? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so my friend went out to see this chap. And um, he came back. And he said, Barbs, I think, you know, you need to come and talk to this guy. Um, he said, I'm, I'm hoping that you can translate some of the language, look at the job descriptions. Um, and I said, waste management? You're joking, aren't you? He said, no, no. He said, I really think you can do it. Um, anyway, I went along. And because some of these folk have, have been in the industry for many, many years. Yeah. I'm talking 20, 25 years. But so many of them had bumped off school. They didn't have a qualification to their names, bless them. Um, some struggled with reading and writing. Um, so academically, you know, that they struggled. Mm. Um, and having chatted to some of them, that I just don't know if I can do this, you know, I really don't know. Um, but my friend convinced me that if I worked with him, that we could do it between us. Um, and that's what happened. So I finished up working with one of the managers, um, two of the managers, um, for 18 months going round the sites and learning the different job roles. I mean, not learning per se, to be actually be able to carry out the job role, but learning what the requirements were yeah. and how to fit them with the standards. So that's how I started in waste management. Um, Wow, so basically you're really just doing someone a favour, so help someone out. That's all we do. But doing. I guess once yeah, you... Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. just it. And I, as I say, I, I, I doubted very much that I could, could do it. Um, but I did. But then you had, had an experience of setting up your own business, obviously learning, I know you could learn you're at, you're at the college, but setting up your own business with all the constraints and everything else and the, the hurdles you have to jump through, the red tape, etc. Then going back into a college and, and deconstructing what you know and, and, and teaching it. Mm. Then setting up from scratch something that had never existed before. So once you get into that kind of headspace, I guess you can apply that broad intelligence that yeah. you've got to just about anything. And of course that and recognising an opportunity is quite a, a skill in itself, yeah, it, isn't it? it is, but I think constantly looking out, um, looking out of the box, making yeah. sure that you keep this open. Yes, yeah, yeah. Constantly. Yeah. Um, and keeping this open um, and applying to people who really don't want to do this qualification, they really mm. don't. 
And mm. the way, and then looking at me, a, a, a blonde female hairdresser, yeah. beautician. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah some person. Didn't go yeah. down well, I can tell you. Yeah. Didn't go down well. And I could sense it immediately, the resistance. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. And, and the way I, I got round that was I was honest. Mm. And I said, I don't have your skills and your experience and your knowledge of mm. the industry. I told them what I, I was, what I'd done, um, and where I came into the equation was that I could understand the language that the standards have been written in mm. and what I was going to attempt to do with their help was to translate yeah yeah so decipher the codes the language into their language into yeah. their yeah. practical understanding of and and the job yeah and their job wow that's like a code breaker I, well I wasn't going to I wasn't going to tell them how to do their job no, of course. because I couldn't they I wasn't know it, able to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, but I, I've gone into a lot of industrial uh, settings to do uh, training around sustainable or corporate responsibility uh, around environmental impact. So with big petrochemical companies, um, paper mill up in the D side, massive, great, great people. But you're right, I go in there looking at from the sustainable development aspect and also communication what is it that the chief executive wants me to try and get across to his crew? Mm. What, where are the areas of conflict? Where are the areas of resistance and hurdles and law and whatever? Mm. And then interpreting that in a theatre piece, forum theatre, imagine that, you've got a load of mm. management going, mm. sorry, what are we doing? Going away for a weekend with this mm. lunatic up in Wales and him and his crew were going to... Oh, they're acting out what our daily because uh, I, I went up and inspected their mm. areas and you know in, on, in, in their factories mm. and looked at it, observed it, and then wrote this piece, and they were shocked. They were shocked that a that I could rep represent their relationships actually mm. how they worked. But the important thing about the forum theatre thing was at any so you do you do the uh, the the scenario once say it lost t ten minutes, and then you run it again. And the second time, the audience get to interact and say freeze, and then they tell you what's wrong or what could be put right. Yeah. right? Well, at that point, I usually get them out. By the time I finish, there are no actors left on the stage. They're just all the people from the company, all communicating around this thing just like they should when it's at its best. And of course, mm. they go with that thing, like, wow, wait a minute. So it's never, I know you're saying the idea of like, hey guys, I am not here to tell you about petrochemical companies. Uh, PVC was one of the big thing we did. Not the, not the minutiae of those jobs, but the bits around problem solving and communication and understanding what the issue is. Mm. Of course, you, you, you're like yourself, you can go, well, it's the same in all these different mm. industries or these different environments. Mm. So, yeah, I'm with you on that. And that's a skill in itself, isn't it? T putting people at ease um, in their environment to honour them as, 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 a, as, a, as accomplished people. Because, again, like you said before, some of, if some of them don't feel... They can read and write, you know, they struggle with that, they, they don't, aren't academically, but are really good. I mean, I don't know about yourself, I, I would always have ability over qualification every mm. day. Yeah. You know, show me a load of your qualifications and I'll go, <laughs> I struggle to read that, but show me what you can do. Like we said before, kinesthetic learning or whatever it is, it's like, yeah, 
So that's that's interesting that you mm. that you were able to because that's it, isn't it? it it's um, it's bridged the gap between their perspe- perspe- per- perception of you mm. and who do you think you are from your background, thinking what well, we spent twenty five years doing this. It's mm. like no, oh, that's not the point. That's not what I'm here to do, is it? I'm here to help you understand what these this third party wants you to tell them that you understand, mm. which is amazing. Well, you know, they offered me um, CVs for all of them, um, and I said, no, I don't think so. Uh, you know, thanks for offering. It would have given me an insight. Mm. But for me it was better that I didn't know anything about them Mm. because that that kicks off the conversation. Okay, let's go around the room and and you tell me and and then you tell me what you think you might get out of this qualification. Yeah, that's a great Um, idea. And most of them were negative. But, you know, it was amazing what they achieved and they did, they all achieved that qualification. Uh, But I... the, the big thing for me with these people was a, you know affording them the, the respect that they clearly were due because they would talk themselves down all the time yeah. I'm only yeah. I'm only I'm only the person that looks after all our society's waste imagine we have to deal with it ourselves yeah well people are often undervalued don't they sewer workers yeah. refuge workers and always wants to write a column in the paper always thanking them because they're just like when the, the fundamental cleaners you name it shop workers you name it it's the bits that you you just you, you wouldn't want to do yourself no. we have to spend all our time dealing with our without being rude about the word dealing with our own crap yeah whether it's waste material that we have to get rid of our house or waste material out of our bodies yeah. point being is that's a major part of our infrastructure that without we would not have the lives that we have no. so fair play to anyone that works in those industries by the way thank you yeah so um, at a point there um, I had to stop working for six months because I was um Diagnosed with with cancer. What? Um, mm. And during that time, I, I obviously had a lot of time to think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I came to the decision that I would put to use what I used as an amateur um, for many many years, and that was psychology. Mm. So I took a. Um, a degree in psychotherapy, wow. counselling, um, and um, yeah, I, I, I formalised it, if you like. Yeah, yeah. Um, How long did it take? Three years. Wow, fair play to you. So, Got sorry, can we, can we just do a little timeline here? So, from 20, 16 to 20, so you're 16, you do your apprenticeship, 20, you open your first whatever. What age then did you go back into teaching? 27. 27, right. So 27, then you set up that course. Then you, what age did you do, start doing the waste management? Um, and what was happening with your salon when you were doing that? Um, I'd, I'd sold my salon wow. by then. Salons? Salons, I had a couple. Wow. Um, wow. And um, 
Yeah. And so I was, oh, probably I talked until I was 55. Um, and that's, yeah, David was, yeah. Now hold on, I was 50. Um, and he started up his business because he'd taken early retirement. So I was 61, 59, late 50s mm -hmm. when I started, we started the business. And did you then move up here? No, we were here already. Oh, right. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. So, yeah. So, psychology. Yeah. You go, you do psychology four years. So let's face it, you got over the cancer, thank, thankfully. Yeah. That must have been in itself. I know you use your psychology to help you get over it. Mm. But that must have been, as you, you know, you say you have more time, but it, it, it can destroy people, can't it? If they're used to almost being distracted by their day to day, when they've got too much time, this, I think it happened a lot in, in lockdown, in the, in the first mm. element of it, where people suddenly, we, See, lockdown was very different for us because, because of the nature of our work and the key workers, we were out. All it meant is that we were sometimes taking young people around a town that didn't have very many people in it. It was almost quite, it was abstract, actually. But, but bar that, we kind of were doing generally just about the same sort of things. Not, not do residentials, obviously. So, but I think sometimes when people didn't know what was going to happen, didn't, they, all, all of a sudden you sort of look around and think some of the, the, the jobs that people had got or some of the industries they worked in didn't seem to be that important. They weren't functioning. There's all this time to think, and I think there's a lot of mental health. I know it because we're dealing with it in this hub on a day to day basis. People come in, it's lovely, but at the same time, it's like necessary. You turned up completely on its head. So you had a, a, a life, you know, a, a life challenging, life uh, um, defining illness. And then you use your strength of character to then go into your mind and actually. Yeah. Develop it into a, into a healing. I, I think because of the tutors that I had when I was taking my professional qualifications, I'd, I'd learned how to stay positive um, in all sorts of situations. Um, and my eldest daughter is, she's a type 1 diabetic and has been since she was just coming up for five and we didn't know much about diabetes mm. in those times. And um, so we'd have various, I'd have various things go on in my life where I could not crumble, I couldn't because mm. of the girls. Yeah, yeah. I just couldn't. Yeah. I, had yeah. to, I had to hang on there somehow. Um, it's de life yeah, it's a defi life definer, children. Yeah, 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 and it's I mean, life that does that. Yeah. Um, and you either go under. Yes. Yeah. But when you've got children, you can't. You can't go yeah. under. I think it's, it's, it's such a, an interesting concept that we and we don't certainly talk about it enough in school. Relationship with children, no. parenting, positive parenting. I mean, particularly. Which is bizarre when you think about it. How, how long we, we, we expect our children to stay in school and yet we don't actually, and I don't blame teachers, T teachers are, are generally wonderful beings mm. who, are, who are trying like yourself to do 
to pass on good information. Mm. It's not the schools, it's the, I guess it's the, the place where particularly the, the masses, the majority of children in this country particularly are, are put into a category of kind of being fodder in a way and we don't look at the emotional, the psychological um, aspects of people's lives, which I think most important, but none more so than the idea that you are then going to bring another child into your life. And I think this, and I sometimes say it, if people don't want children, you know, that's fine, I get it. If people can't have children, that's sad. If they want them, they can't have them. But for people who don't have children, they will, it's like, I guess, like dogs. They never, if you feed them, if you're the provider of their food, they never really become fully adult because you're still their pack leader. And they don't, if they don't hunt themselves, they don't fully become actualized. It's like adults. If they don't have children, they don't go through this last sphere of maturity, responsibility, where you, everything is beyond your own personal needs. And it's really annoying, isn't it? Mm. It can be so challenging. It's like, I feel wedding for those pesky kids. Except it's the most rewarding, it's the most validating, it's the most life-enhancing... I know people, you know, parents do uh, go on, don't we deal with, unfortunately, a lot of kids in care, and, and, and we're happy to do so because without us, I guess, and, and, and the great workers and the social services uh, and foster parents, etc., etc., that would be an even worse situation. But it's incredible, the, the, almost like the dynamo of energy that children give you, maybe way into bits, of course they do, because you, endless, you, want, you want to, and your best if you want to have endless patience. But it's incredible how children, um, re- I think, re- enhance us and, and reinforce our uh, a need to be alive. So sorry, back to you. I also believe that mothers is the hardest job. So carry on in the world. Yeah, I mean, I, at the times I I would say say to people, oh, I really don't like my children, but I love them to bits. Yes, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, don't yeah, like yeah. them very much at the moment. Yeah, but you right. know the stages they go through. Yes. Yeah. Um, my youngest one, she was born with lots of problems um, medically, so we went through a lot with her. But but I think my upbringing with my grandparents particularly had a great influence on developing my personality. You know, character's mm. one thing. Yeah. Um, but good old Carl Jung, he he was the one that that split character out from personality or personality from character, mm-hmm. and they they certainly my grandmother particularly, um, and, and she gave me that that ability to to almost accept myself for what I was. Yeah. Yeah. Not totally, because I ran into trouble with that. But um, yeah, so so that helped. That has helped me all the way through my life and learning the the, the, the real nitty gritty of psychology um, opens me up even more. Yeah. So do you use it? Do you? I mean, of course you do yeah, it day yeah, to day. Yeah. Do you do any counselling? I, I, I did. Yeah. I did, but well, um, well, there's lots of lots of things on your board. 
isn't it? It's got a lot going on, I love that. But I still kept up, the one thing I kept up from my beauty days um, was my aromatherapy, which I love. Still do that? I still do so that. You do, so when you did the beauty things, you incorporated aromatherapy? Mm. Do you ever incorporate Indian massage, head massage? I do massage, but I've never learned Indian no. head massage, and that's that's a wonderful thing. I, you can just get in your hair shampooed oh, by another person. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be, isn't it? It's got to be as close as you can get to, you know, an Indian ma- head massage can't be much more. I'm sure it's a really beautiful thing, don't get me wrong. Yeah. What I'm saying is you're still touching someone's head in a sensitive way, and if you, I guess if you know all the different areas... You stimulate different areas yeah. like you do with. You have a reflexology. I do reflexology. You do reflexology, ladies and gentlemen. You're going to see a live, a live uh, demonstration. <laughs> joking, I ain't joking. It's amazing, isn't it? Do you want to explain to people what, what the, the aromatherapy, reflexology, and all the other counselling that you do? Because I think possibly more than ever, people are going to need extra bits of help. Hence, we yeah. open the shop so we can well, try and give that help. Um, it's the oils that do the work, right. not the massage. Right. Because I work with really some really high quality oils, um, and this company they are American, but they source their um, their oils from third world country. Um, I'm looking for a word. Um, I think they call it the developing world now. Yeah, the developing world. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. No, no, sorry? Don't be sorry. Yeah. I mean, I would know it's the third world, but I get, you know, and, and thankfully we have lots of um, younger, vibrant facilitators that yeah. can do, who point out to little old Ed, who's, you know, a lot older than them. Actually, they don't call it the third world anymore. They should, they should send memos around, shouldn't they, to tell us what the new... Um, yeah. And, and rightly so, we need to pr- pr- progress. But do, I was—I was being mildly flippant now, just that I point that in. No, 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 that's, yeah. no, that's So fine. these oils come from. Thank the you for correcting. No, well, bless I you for taking. Well, to be. <laughs> we call it. You stick around. You can correct me for the rest of the day. The and communities, um, and what they do—they source the plants because it's all plant-based. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they go in and. Um, they set up a plant um, to process plants, but what they also do, they give back to the community by creating jobs, they build schools, they build houses. Well, they, don't, they, don't, they enlist the support of the community yeah. to support themselves. Yes, and more sustainable. Um, I've, I've seen the video. Uh, just it's just wonderful what they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the quality of the oils is just second to none. Yeah. Um, and the oils work through the nervous system. Right. Ah, I see. Go on then. So, so each is it? There's different oils for different. Yeah. yeah. Different oils for for different reasons. So, you know, you, you, you have to learn. It takes a long time. I mean, I've been doing this since 1984, when the oils were produced by more or less just one manufacturer. 
ingest the oils in those days. These days you can. So there are a few that, that you can't, yeah. but most of them you can ingest as well mm. as um, putting them on the skin. And you can combine the reflexology, which works on the meridians of the body. Sorry, it sounds like a lot of gobbledygook, I suppose. Um, well, people can check it out. I, I, I love it. If you, if you found something that works, and this is part of the reason to do this podcast, by the way, for people to share information. I've done a lot of political ones um, with, you know, prospective councillors and stuff. They're talking about certain issues, but the issues that you're talking about, about your own uh, life journey, and thank you for sharing that, but also... These are life hacks. These are yeah. these are things that if, if you were watching this and saying, I don't get it, what meridians? Well, you can check this out. You can yeah. check it out about reflexology. Yeah. If this is the first time you've heard about it, yeah. and it's lovely, think about it. You, you, if you hear the first part of your story, you wouldn't, A, the, the bit about the waste management, you wouldn't, you'd never put those two things together. And then at the end of that, you wouldn't put psychology and aromatherapy and reflexology. Great right. journey. The psychology also supports the aromatherapy yeah, 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 yeah. and the reflexology yeah. because when somebody comes to see you you click into psych well, I don't click into psychology mode yeah. because you're watching the whatever they're telling you their difficulties are you you're watching the body language you're listening to them and um, and you're applying that to um, your analysis and diagnosis mm. of what the per- people, the person's difficulties are. Do you do aspects of body language as well, or is that just a natural? No, that's just a. That's just. You know what I mean? Because some people uh, don't. That, only that, seventy-eight percent of what we communicate is through our body yeah, language. Yeah. Well, we we that's something that we develop more in psychology yeah. in learning psychology um, but yeah so and that's I'm just on the point of trying to sell the business now because I'm a bit past my sell by date oh don't say that it's, but you've got well, another, it's, you another know, whole career inside of you well, I can tell re- it now that retirement thing um Retirement? I can't. No, I was going to say, what does that actually mean? No, I can't. I could not possibly retire. Yeah, it's a waste of. You know, uh, uh, so many people, uh, you know, I get it. If you didn't like your job, right? If it was hard, and you know, lots of mates that work in really hard aspects of of the community, whether it's building, you know, um, motorway uh, uh, barriers, whatever. It's like hard, hard, hard. And their poor hands and elbows and all the joints. You think, of course, you probably want to give up that and do a bit of travelling and relax and avert it and all sorts. You know, my dad was in the RAF and brother was in the military, all that sort of stuff. You kind of like, you don't want to be doing that all your life either, even though they had, obviously, inside that, Mm. the camaraderie, the band of brothers, but absolutely. But it's, you know, it's a hard, you don't want to be, (laughs) Basically, <laughs> it's not very healthy being shot at all the time. I don't know if anyone knew that. Um, but you couldn't, with all that resource of knowledge. I mean, what you just doing? You sit out and do knitting. Yeah, well, I, 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 mean? I just, um, my husband has retired out of the business, so 
um, you know, I've got a, a really fantastic right-hand lady. I've heard about her. Who supports me. Um, I don't know what I would do without her. God <laughs> we could both be saying honest. this at the same time. Yeah. Um, I don't know what we'd do without her. Carry on. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but what I want to do is 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 move through with my aromatherapy and oh yeah now that I can see you know, that's a great yeah um, I'll put all that into so you can just tie that into yeah, a nice little thing and uh, do that at your leisure and, and coming film. into contact with you yeah. and with can do yeah. um, I mean I do oh I can see that you know through this yeah. pandemic I I just feel so sorry for our young people oh Tell me about it. We're, I'm banging my head against the wall. Yeah. Try, uh, try to get the local councillors and the area board. Just look at it. Look how they've done things before. It's like, guys, you were not working through the pandemic. You don't work with the hardest to no. reach. You do not know on a day-to-day -day basis. I'm having murder with the town council. Yeah. Not there's some brilliant councillors, don't get me wrong, in, it, in all these areas. But if people heard, and they will because I'm doing a documentary, if they heard the resistance that we get I mean, you'd think I was trying to set up an illegal drug or a, or, or yeah. a sex shop or something in Chippenham. But the fact that we work with Harness to Reach, people that none of these people can work with, and yet they make it so hard. It's like, guys, either learn the better way to negotiate and legislate for our communities or leave the arena, whether you're a paid, overpaid professional or one of these sort of hobbyist counsellors. It's like, there's no room for that anymore. No. We are in such a massive... People have no idea the tidal wave of stuff. Once this real unlock, I mean, this, the 19th, I mean, what, what is going on? I, I, don't, I don't get it. Sorry, I've, I've, you just got me on a whole new thing here because you're totally right. Partly the idea that, we, that you would do reflexology, aromatherapy and psychology with us is a massive, beautiful piece of news because it's exactly what we need. We need more supportive helpful people us all working collaborating mm. to get us through because we have only just started mm. to unpeel the the the, yeah. the, the potential and, and yeah. you know there's, there's going to be a tidal wave of everything and there's councillors and people that work for the council who think oh we're just going to do what we did as normal and just sort of it's like no, 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 no that's no, not going to work the, the new normal is yeah. nothing like the old normal no no, no that's way. right that's and right. it's it, you know um, both my grandsons have autism in in different ways um so i've learned a lot mm. through them yeah yeah um and my oldest is he's 20 on sunday obviously. Wow. um and they're both high functioning yeah but you know the, it it's essential that we address these issues because if we don't, we're going to have a whole lost generation. Hundred oh, yeah. percent. We're, we're we're doing our summer school as usual because again we work with such um, a diverse uh, amount of and we work with adults as well, but mainly with young people. And it's like, wow, we we were doing it before anyway because there's obviously a big big gap, isn't there? In a six six a six week. Gap. Yes, and this is the thing about Marcus Rashford, by the way. Just so we're, while we're on the subject, part of the reason we used to do those residentials and and uh, summer schools is because a lot of the kids we work with, mm. they, they wouldn't have anything to do in the summer. No. They wouldn't have anything to eat. Some of them, no. if they don't get free school meals. Michelle Donlan, did you vote for free school meals or not? Did you? 
That's the other thing. Our MPs have stopped, uh, should only vote on what the town that they represent constituency tell them to. They shouldn't have a free will to just make it up because they no. belong to a, a party. Um, it's incredibly. It's. It's. I'm glad. I'm. I've got to say, I'm really. Uh, I'm really um, impressed by you. Anyway, we have lovely conversations, and I've run it. Wow. The fact that you're going to do that has lifted me somewhat because I was sorry. We get to the bit there. Where I was thinking. Well, I, I thought you were saying, oh yeah, and I'm. I'm going to. I'm selling the business. I'm going to retire. I go, Whoa, what about all that stuff you've no, learned? No. Not even about the waste management, and that's brilliant in itself. This stuff is gold. We need it. The psychotherapy, the, 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 the psychology, the aromatherapy, reflexology, anything and everything that will support individuals and families. Because you're right, there's going to be absolute carnage if we don't. Yeah. Going moving forwards, when all yeah. these you know senior citizens now pass on, bless them all, what will be left with, with all that brilliant information, all that knowledge that they've amassed all this mm. all this time through really diverse hardships. Mm. You think about your poor dad coming back from the war and all that. He yeah. had to, you know, it's like you, but that you'd know that would be in you. You'd be, you'll be dealing with a, a a parent that has seen and and had those experiences and is molded by that. And then you then had to go through the the, the the various bits of your history and challenges. I mean, it's quite extraordinary, you know. I meet lots of people. We work up and down the country. I've got to tell you, that's the very first time. It's hilarious, actually, isn't it? When you first came here to the shop. And we, however, we got on talking about um, psych, uh, uh, music therapy, wasn't it? Because I'm yes. trying to say in a bit of what Candy does, yeah. if you like, is that we use all the arts. We use well, all that's the, how we got on to Will, wasn't it? it? And we'd only that I think the the I don't know if it was the week before we had filmed, and you haven't seen it yet, the Soul Sneeze video in here, and all and from Cheryl all the way through the town. That will be releasing, and you'll you'll see it when it is because we're going to do it at the Old Road. Um, on the, I was going to say the 21st, the Unlock. Thanks for coming to that. that no, brilliant. thank you for inviting me. It was I'm good, wasn't it? Really oh, looking forward yeah. to but it. So, so, for the, so, yeah, no, the 22nd's the thing next week, but the oh. August oh, yes. 27th to the 30th is at the bank holiday. We're doing yeah. the real, if that's in case everyone hasn't died from pandemic or um, whatever. We're doing the Unlock Festival that weekend, so we might release that um, video we speak to Will but how amazing was that that's what I love about him by the way you love him you, I mean I know you do you're, you're a therapist as well so you get it but for me it wasn't ever just about that he's an incredibly talented person his musicians his, his band of, of collaborators are incredibly uh, high end um, uh, musicians mm. but it's him it's the fact that he's a music therapist the fact that he kind of gets what can do does mm. it's like alright so you're not you're doing this because it reinforces the work you do with these children or these people and makes them part of a society that has possibly given up on them or possibly doesn't have time for them or doesn't legislate for them. I mean, if you look at our current government, it doesn't legislate for much. But um, anyway, while we're on the subject, what about Saka? You're, a, you're an Arsenal. You're an Arsenal fan. Before, the, before the, the tournament, I said he'd be one of the players of the tournament. I was right. All, all the way through. This penalty thing at the end, anyone that can get upset about people missing penalties is ridiculous the fact that that team conceded two goals in the whole of the time but the way they played more importantly obviously they've made more progress they got to the final but that they have brought these issues to the forefront yes and i'm telling you now pity patel 
Boris Johnson, all of them, shouldn't just not be in the roles that they should have. They should not be allowed to work or be seen in public, preferably, but not be allowed to have jobs in public office. They are absolutely abhorrent. And I think that if they do not stop, just go, go away... It's going to make society even harder. Mm. But he's an Arsenal fan. I'm an Arsenal boy. I'm a Tottenham boy. And I have to say, pre the tournament, during the tournament, and now after, Sacco, what an amazing human being. Mm. Of course, we have the wonderful Tyrone Mings. His family comes from Chippenham. He's a a legend. But his mum and his whole family, his whole family are absolutely, and his dad, can do out is a you know works at Chelsea FC etc. But the the values of that family, the values of Tyrone, just makes you proud to be around here, doesn't it? I know we mm. don't both of us don't come from it, but I love it. I got to say, and I, and I think it's been a pivotal moment in society, which reflects on all the other things. I mean, you say, how did you get from that to that? Um, because a you're an Arsenal fan. B, we're talking about the new normal. And the new normal is actually England being successful at football. They won't truly be successful, though, people, until people stop being rude and racist and divisional. But I don't blame racists. I don't know what your thoughts are. I don't blame, because it was invented by elites. Racism is a, is a, is a device that people like the royals, like, you know, not, not these particular royals, but that, that higher echelon of society, they use these divisional, these divisive, um, these words and point to other people. Scapegoat, it's a real massive thing, isn't it? They scapegoat other people. So people don't go, hey, wait a minute, they've got uh, a sex offender hiding in one of the palaces, an alleged sex offender. Um, they have... They don't really do anything for a job and they get multi-million pounds and yet we're taught, indoctrinated to A, uphold them, God save them and we're supposed to be rude and aggressive and to people of a different colour or a different race. Mm. I don't dig it and I don't get it. So the new normal, what's it going to look like? Apart from you working with us, helping us out with all the arguments. Well, you Mind know, never help. It, ha- it has changed us. You you can feel it, can't you? Yeah. Um, you can't necessarily see it. It's not obvious to see, mm. but you can certainly feel it. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And people are still fearful. So why we try to do these on lock festivals? wasn't for anything other than to try, A, just to thank everyone that helped get through, the NHS, the police, the support workers, social workers. That was the first idea. The second idea was that very thing. What is going to get people coming out? What, yeah. to buy stuff? No, they don't need to. They can do it online. Mm. What, what is it you're going to do? I'd love to know what the Chipman Council think they're going to do to get people out. Mm. Come and see them dress up as pirates. That ain't going to work. What you need is people that work, really work in the community, setting up stuff like this real hub without any money from borough lands or the council, doing it with the goodwill and the right intentions and acknowledging that... We have to do things differently. You yeah. get that. How can you get it? And other people, some people don't. So a lot of people do. But they are fearful, aren't they? We need to gently get people coming out. They are fearful. Um, and of course, from the fear comes the aggression. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, how do we overcome that? 
Um, I'm probably going to you seriously. You just asked people. me the question. You <laughs> yes. asked me the question. I know. And I've see, it yeah. back to you. No, well, well we, we, you've seen us do it. This is what we do. What would you, did you yeah. say when you first came in here? What, would you, what do you like about this oh, place? Oh, I, I just love the whole ambience. The the atmosphere is warm and it's friendly, um, and you know there's so much to look at and 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 take your eye and make you forget what's going on just outside that door. Yeah. And that's thank you for saying that because that's absolutely the kind of one of the ideas. It's like it's in the centre of our town. Mm. It's enclosed, obviously it's an enclosed thing. We get great working relationship with the Emory Gate people, Eagle One, uh, Jack and all the guys here are so supportive. So mm. when we've done the 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 in the atrium um, doing those live concerts, well I don't know if anyone else were doing uh, live concerts and doing the music which we've heard throughout this, people coming in and playing the piano, mm. um, is part of it. So it's, oh, wait a minute, I come and go to Tesco's, and here I am. I mean, God bless you, you're, you're buying half the art that has been made here. So um, we've got good patrons like you. We've got amazing artists. We've got, uh, on a day-to-day basis, we have people coming in who on now regularly come in to talk, just to talk. Talk, do you know what I mean? Just to talk, and we have tea and coffee, and... We've got the Allotment Society coming here, using it as a, as a hub for them from tomorrow, and bless them, they're fantastic. Um, these amazing artists. Mm. Do you know the pleasure of just sitting here, mm. talking, and then watching this year, or Lucy, or April, or Alex, or Ray Melody, whoever, do their stuff. Steve mm. Simpkins, it's like, wow, I've, I've, I just opened this, this, this portal mm. where people come in and observe not only beautiful bits of art, interesting, intriguing, but actually the artist doing it. Mm. And I just, we've, we've only met them since this has opened. Mm. So I guess if we'd, if we'd taken on and we'd just been Dorothy Perkins, A, we'd have a bit weird sitting here having a conversation in the changing rooms, and we'd never see those ladies do mm. that. Brilliant. So, shall we, um, shall we try and work out how we're going to do some of these sessions? I mean, I'm saying this on camera, but just yeah. so I can bring yeah. this up, because they, yeah. uh, one second, Paul. You said on camera you're going to come and help us work with these young people, all these people. So we can do it, can't we? Can do it. We've got a nice little link there with young Sam. We can get. Uh, we, we sh- I think that's great. I'm so chuffed. Sorry, because I really did think you were going. Oh yeah, I'm selling the business. I'm going to retire. No, no, no. I was no. Gonna... And my girls have said because my my eldest daughter, she teaches at Springfield, Springfield which is yeah. a wonderful. Just in mm. case anyone doesn't know this. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. And school. my younger one, she's in. She's in mental health wow. in the community. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I've met them. They're, they're lovely. Yeah. That's that's a good thing, isn't it? Oh, I mean, yeah, I'm yeah. so incredibly proud of yeah. those girls. And why wouldn't you be? Amazing. So Amazing. incredibly proud. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, so... No, I'm not going to retire, Ed. No. Good. And I'd be over the moon if you wanted me oh, to. Oh, no, definitely. 100%. If to, I wanted you to talk to Donna, in fact, I, went, I had said that originally. Surely Donna should. I'm glad she didn't because I love this comment. I love talking to you. Um, I actually thought that Donna should talk to you because she's a therapist as well. Mm. But you can talk to her anytime, can't you? You don't need to do it. I like the whole uh, spread of our conversation because it's so diverse, and it, hopefully, it's going to inspire people out there to think actually to recognise uh, opportunities. Not to immediately bulk at the idea that, oh no, I can't read, I can't write, I can't just come at it from a different angle. Yeah, uh, I, I think for me, the fact that 
I'm not academic. Yeah. Um, I started off, you know, not very well in school. Mm. Um, but keeping this open and yeah. that open yeah. has enabled me. Yeah, good. Uh, yeah, good. To, to achieve yeah. things that I couldn't possibly have ever in my wildest dreams yeah. that think that I would be able to achieve. Yeah. Um, and I'm, oh my goodness me, I've made made some horrendous mistakes. Yeah, that's how you learn, though, isn't it? But you that's come back how you learn. Yeah. It, it's no good somebody telling you, well, if yeah. you do that, you're you're going to fall flat on your face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes you need to. You need yeah, that experience. Yeah, pick yourself, dust yourself off. Mm. Yeah, well, you are an inspiration. This is then. This is kind of why you know, interviewing real people to allow real people to get it that we're all we all have our value that we can all support each other if we collaborate. Um, we will all have a stand a better chance of winning together, and that's what the government should think, and that's what the local government should think. It's like. Where are you in this? Where are you, Prit Patel? Where do you really think you belong morally and ethically? Boris Johnson, I don't know where you belong. I mean, God bless you. I do feel sorry for him. I know people think I'm a joke. I say this on and off camera. The lad has basically, obviously had trauma in his life and he's dislocated emotionally from the reality of life. He's possibly bordering on it, allegedly, or whatever it is, potentially just an opinion. On having you know attachment issues and um, mm. being devoid of that. Yes. I think he went to boarding school. I think bless his mother had mental health issues allegedly, um, allegedly because his dad was having loads of affair allegedly. Um, but it's just stuff I've been told. I don't know if it's true, but it makes sense that he's so disconnected from the rhetoric that he quite obviously makes up a lot of the time and lies, uh, proven liar. Um, it's like, what's going on? The reality is, we've got normal people struggling more than they should, dying more than they should, because they haven't really got their eye on the ball because that wasn't what their agenda was. It wasn't about protecting people, it was more like milking the, the bank of the people so that their mates could have contracts and H2O and stuff that we don't need. It's absurd. You're not absurd, however, ladies and gentlemen. It's tracks, isn't it, your company? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say it there because we didn't mention that. No. I think we should mention it because there might be someone out there who goes, I want to buy this woman's company because it's brilliant. And it is. It's really good. Um, thank you for all your help and support, by the way. And ladies and gentlemen, Barbara Beasley, thank you very much. Thank you, Ed. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you, Rebecca. Thanks, Rebecca. Cheers. Bye. <laughs>